0: Fantastic. Okay. Welcome everyone to Naturally Healthy Club week nine. And this week we have ginger flowers, which smell amazing. I wish you could have like Zoom could have a, a smell, <laughs> smell option because I like my office space smells so beautiful from the ginger flowers. Uh, so I'm going this week we're going to be talking about I listen to my tummy. And I'm going to start with a Chinese proverb, which came from the five minute journal app this week. And it's like, be not afraid of going slowly be afraid of standing still. So particularly with this skill of listening to our tummies, like doesn't matter how step-by-step, step, how small you go. We just wanna like t- take it like little bit at a time. Okay, so our naturally healthy club philosophy. So number one, I'm becoming naturally healthy. I trust the process. I change best when I feel good. Let me just reorganize my screen here. Um, I trust the process. I change best. When I feel good, my thoughts, create my results. The most pleasure happens in the first few bites, particularly important thought to have when we're listening to our Tommies, just to remind ourselves that in actual fact, we've had the most delicious food of this meal. When our taste buds were fresh when we had those first few bites. Uh, Okay. I focus on one meal at a time again another important one for listening to our tummies not to get caught up in the always and forever and looking at the past and looking at the future just bringing it back to like what can i like how's my tummy feeling now staying focused in the present moment we approach things with curiosity not condemnation so if things like particularly important on the scale but also like when we're listening to our tummies if we like over eat or we under eat when we're tr- like tuning into this skill rather than like condemning ourselves and going into the story about how it's we're never going to get this and how we're a failure like just approaching it with curiosity oh okay so feels like I didn't I didn't eat enough then you know what can I do differently eight I feel my feelings coming up <laughs> nine there are no bad foods ten I'm getting exactly what I need when I need it And number 12, I want to do this and I can do this. So such simple thoughts that can really change everything. And just a reminder, I mentioned this on the call before, like there's no falling behind in the naturally healthy club. This isn't like, you know, uh, a thing where you have to like check off every single box on the way and do every class and do every exercise. Like it's really, I want you to think of it as it's like Netflix. It's like there's this whole smorgasbord of options that you can do and things that you can watch and things you can participate in and just knowing that just choose what feels best for you and that will be the right thing and there really is no falling behind with this. Um, so yeah, if you feel like if that thought comes up, of oh, I'm falling behind, just coach yourself and say, no, like I'm exactly where I need to be. And then just take the next step that feels good for you. And if you want help with getting back into, into the swing of things, of course, you can always ask for coaching, but, um, you have that ability to coach yourself as well. Okay. So the plan for today, I've got a bit of news to share. Then we're going to recap last week. And then we're going to talk about our process and then we're going to go deep on this idea and this skill of listening to my tummy. So um, in this morning's call, I ended up, I spoke a lot, lot. we'll see how we go. And then we'll jump into some coaching. So I know Leanne's here. So it'd be great if um, Leanne's open for some coaching from something she posted in the group. Just preparing you for that, Leanne. Um, But of course, no dramas if you don't want to. Okay, so news, news, news. So um, meal planning bootcamp, that was a bonus session I ran last week. So that's available. I've posted the replay in Circle. If you haven't checked that out, whenever you're ready, if you want to like have more fun meal planning, get better at deciding what to cook, that is definitely worthwhile checking out. Uh, The tummy challenge is we're starting that, that in April. So that is in your playbook, more on that to come later um and also in circle uh inspired by mandy i created a, a new section called book club so that's just to share like as mandy Recco had a book recommendation that she shared with the group and i was like so fun because i've got a goal to read 100 books this year so it's like two books a week so i'm looking for books <laughs> and i was like how fun so um yeah awesome mandy thank you for like inspiring that so there's yeah i've just created a section in circle so any book that you love that you if you think i love this Someone else might love it. Share it in the group, um, as little or as much detail as you like. So uh, that's going to be fun. It's a lot of books. Yeah, yeah, it is a lot of books. But I listen to audio books, Mary. So it's like um, I do it when I'm doing other things. <laughs> it's actually I'm actually like 13 books ahead of my I've my um my goal too. So I'm, I'm nailing it. <laughs> it's really fun. Uh, okay, uh, host of the week prize this week went to Tracy, who was on the morning call and um let's see um tracy said oh yeah i can't remember what it was called but it was something about a miracle and she said i did it i never thought it was possible but i left food on my plate and i didn't die amazing (laughs) um she said the three out of four meals in the past two days i was able to leave food on my plate i never ever would have thought it was a possibility for me before joining um jules's club Believe me, if I can do it, anyone can do it. Miracles do happen in the Naturally Healthy Club. So yay for celebrating, Tracy, for that that, that win. Okay, and then uh, in other news, so the Secret Society to, of Intentional Booze Hounds. I have another group. It's like Naturally Healthy Club, but instead of working on food, we work on changing a relationship with alcohol. And I only started that last November and I'm going to open that up for new members at the end of this month. So I just thought I would mention it. If you know someone who could do with like wanting to like be able to like drink in a more intentional way. Oh, I'm going to turn my phone off. Okay. Um, then tell them about, tell them about it. And just, um, just tell them to email me if they're interested. So it's going to be, I'm not going to have a sales page or anything for it, but um, yeah, that's, that's coming up. And just a other shout out to remember that we have the private podcast feed. If you haven't checked that out, definitely like the details are in circle, but I have a thought for the day. So it's a good way to like, just keep in touch and just have a little touch point every day of this work that you're doing in Naturally Healthy Club. Okay. So recapping last week, last week we spoke about um, self-sabotage and carb cravings. And First of all, actually, we did our progress quiz. So we hadn't done one for a while. And if you haven't um, done a progress quiz for a while, they're they're in your playbook. So you can either do that or they're also in the bonus resources section in circles. So it's a good way to just check in with, oh, like, you know, it's great that we're having the tracking of weighing ourselves and maybe tracking some habits, but having that as a kind of little mini audit can be good to do like, you know, once a month or once every couple of months. So that's available for you. And we also last so when we spoke about how to manage self-sabotage I'll just summarize quickly um just to refresh and remind and if or if you missed last week so first of all like with self-sabotage just this idea that everyone has a critical voice in their head like we all it's part of being human is that we have this and it's like if you think about it it's like that voice's job is to keep us safe because if we didn't have that, you know, we could be doing all sorts of crazy things that could get us killed. So, from an evolutionary perspective, it's great that we have this voice. But what doesn't, um, um like what doesn't work so great is like this idea of um, just, just when we let the um, when we let that sabotaging voice when we let that go into like. Uh, when we let it take over and, and decide and we let and we and we give in to whatever it's telling, telling us um, so what we want to do instead is first of all like just notice that like that we have these different voices in our head and just notice oh it's my saboteur showing up and celebrate yourself for noticing because that can that feels good it's like oh yeah look I'm like having some awareness around this so good <laughs> rather than just letting it all be happening like sub, almost subconsciously or an autopilot so we notice and celebrate, and then what we want to do is just normalize and bring the self compassion into into it. So just reminding ourselves, yeah, of course, it's one hundred percent normal to have a saboteur. Like everyone has this critical voice, and just and reminding ourselves, yeah, actually, you know, this it's it's the saboteur's job to keep us safe. So it's it's okay that we have this. Of course, this is happening, and and it can be helpful um so actually kira who was on the call this morning she's i don't know if you've seen her post in circle but she's called her saboteur gorgeous gorgeous george after a guy that she actually met somewhere in her (laughs) in her past and so now she's like oh it's gorgeous george and so she's actually having fun with it like so that's allowed you're allowed to like you know enjoy playing around with with these people in your different voices in your head um it's totally good (laughs) uh yeah so we want to like normalize it have some self-compassion about it and then we want to like bring some nurturing into it so like next time your brain gives you that sneaky thought just notice so you're noticing oh yeah it's just my saboteur like the brain's giving you a sneaky thought oh you should eat that or whatever the thought is that's coming up um and just normalize it of course my brain's telling me that it's just trying to keep me safe and then rather but rather than like acting on whatever your brain's telling you, you want to just pause and ask yourself, okay, well, what do I really need right now? And taking it and then like giving yourself what you need. So if you do really need a cookie, then giving yourself that cookie and enjoying that cookie. Oh my goodness. Um, And just, yeah, like giving yourself that, whatever it is that you need, that you need. So you're nurturing yourself. And that's, that's, that's pretty much how we manage our saboteurs. And then we also, in the late call last week, we spoke about carb cravings because Carol had reached out saying that she was struggling with that. And I actually, um, so we went through those details of how to, um, how to handle carb cravings, which is pretty much similar to sugar cravings. So with a couple of slight tweaks. And so we won't go into that again, but just wanted to let everyone know that if carb cravings are coming up for you, check out the, um, the call from last week, the late call from last week, that replay, and also I posted in the bonus resections in sort circle, like a whole heap of recipes for foods that like to eat when you're feeling like when you've got that carb craving, but you don't really want to have the carbs because like, you know how it's going to impact the, the scale. Uh, and like, so yeah, all my favorite carb friendly um, recipes are, there's a whole heap of them there for you to, to play around with. So um, okay. So that was last week. Did anyone have any thoughts or comments or questions from last week's topic, like, and this idea about a saboteur? Anyone noticed anything from from that? No, anyone want to share any any thoughts? Mary's shed in the chat. Is someone eating carbs all the time now? Let me tell you that I'm craving vegetables. <laughs> I know my Irishman had some gut problems, and he's like, yeah, he still can't have cauliflower, and he had like, so he he really misses misses his veggies too. Um, okay, we don't. Okay, great. Then we'll um let's move on to our process. So with our process, just remember that there's a whole heap of things that habits and thoughts and you know, behaviors that go into being actually a healthy person. And you don't have to do all of these things. You, what we want to do instead is find the, the habits and behaviors that work for you. Um, so I want you to think of when we when I'm talking about our process, remembering like, this is just a an idea like a hope of ideas and your job is to go on a treasure hunt and to experiment and to find what are the what are that exact thoughts and habits and beliefs that turn you into a naturally healthy person that help you get to being where you want to be um, so our the three parts to our process so l-i-t is how we remember it lit so l is for listening to our tummies and so far we've just been putting our cutlery down between bites and That's the purpose of that, of course, is to just help us slow down. And as most people, as you notice, when you do that, when we do that, when we take that pause, that's when we like, you're able to, you're enjoying food more when you slow down, but like you're getting more pleasure, but also it makes it easier to tune into your body and to feel that satisfaction sooner. Whereas if you're shoveling or eating with distractions and you like just eating really quickly then you're missing out on the pleasure and also that it makes it just harder to, to, to find that sweet spot of when should I stop because like you know you're, you're eating quickly so that's the first thing and we're going to go into more detail around um, and more ideas around deepening this skill of listening to our tummies in a second. Then the next part of our process is I for making intentional choices. And the key habit that we've been building, working on for that is our daily practice where we're telling ourselves one sentence of I'm becoming naturally healthy. So that's a way for us to be intentional about our thoughts and our beliefs. Um, And then the other thing we've been doing is planning a treat every day. And then a few weeks ago, we started expanding our daily practice to include more things. So possibly you might like to include some other beliefs rather than just that I'm becoming naturally healthy. One might be that, you know, it's possible for me to learn to listen to my tummy or I want to listen to my tummy. Um, and that, so there's belief plan work. Another thing is to just think through your day when you do your daily practice and plan out your day. And that can be as general as thinking, you know, I'm going to have breakfast, lunch, a snack, dinner, or it can be more specific where you're going, okay, I'm going to have, I can't remember what I'm having for, I have planned it, but yeah, like I'm having broccoli and eggs for lunch. I'm going to have my seeds and peanut butter for my snack. And then for dinner, I'm going to have beef stroganoff. I do remember that because it's still, I'm very excited about it. Um, Best ever beef stroganoff. Uh, So like you can be more specific if that serves you so I love I like to be more specific because I love thinking about food but if that freaks you out just thinking through your day in terms of like the types of meals is like that's enough another thing that you can include in your daily practice is anticipating obstacles so once you've got your plan for the day what could come up so you know I'm not planning to if I my plan isn't to have a morning snack one obstacle could be that someone might bring um your know, cookies into the into the office and offer me cookies for morning tea or something like that. So then so that in your daily practice, you can navigate, you can practice navigating that in advance, going, okay, well, wh- how do I want to handle that? And when you do that, because you're giving like when your brain's calm and you you can use your prefrontal cortex, like use the, the good problem solving part of your brain, you're able to you'll be able to come up with solutions. Whereas if you're just in the moment, it can be harder to make choices that feel good, good for you. Um, so that's another part is anticipating obstacles and coming up with solutions and then then the other option for your daily practice is to review the previous day and just think like what am I proud of and also what do I want to do differently and for some people like some people's brains work better thinking about the previous day some people's brains work better thinking about the future so it's up to you to decide which one of those or maybe it's like experimenting and trying and just seeing but don't do all of these things, but that, like there's all these options for you to make your daily practice richer and more beneficial and more intentional. Uh, but also remember it's okay if you've got a day where you're rushed, it's okay to just do your minimum daily practice as well. We want to make it as easy as possible. And if you start to feel like you're skipping your daily practice because it's still, there's some resistance there, generally what's happening is that you've made it too complicated. So we want to just cut that back, make it more simple, and then um. And yeah, like go back to your, your basics, go back to the simple version and then, you know, just keep doing that, knowing that that's enough to, to for you with your intentional choices. And the other part of making intentional choices, there's a lot to it, but it's a big concept and it really is important. Um, the other part is just be, learning to make intentional choices in the moment. And so because stuff happens, you can't plan for everything. And so when things, when opportunities arise, what we want to do is is, like, just build this skill of checking in with our future self. So, you know, just when you're making a decision about, oh, someone's invited you up for a glass, for, to go out for drinks that you hadn't planned, you go, okay, well, if I decide to go out to drinks, I'm probably going to have three or four, like, am I going to feel... Good about this in the morning like when i'm on this when i weighing myself tomorrow morning how am i going to feel about that and just checking in with that future self and if your future self is like yeah no we'll be okay if the scales up a bit or it's worth it to do this then you go ahead and do whatever but if the future self is like mm, i don't know then you can make a different choice so that's how we be intentional what's to it but very very beneficial and then our final part of our process is tracking so with tracking um, that's our daily weighing also if you optional but if you want to track habits that can be a fun thing to track um, and, and a beneficial thing to track because it can give you if your the scale isn't moving it can give you that momentum and give you that that good feeling of yes i am making progress because i'm doing my habits the habits are changing so it can give you some evidence so that can be helpful and also tracking we're going to be with our um, daily practice with our tummy challenge Habit. I've got a. Um, I put in a like a little star chart for you to track when you do your, your tummy challenge, and that's a way to like do it. Do it or not is a good way to track your progress there. And we want the reason we want to track things is because we want to have clarity about exactly what we are and, and not aren't doing and the result that we are and not creating because knowledge is power and we're able to change things when we know what we're doing, but also it's this idea that we change best when we feel good. So when we feel like we're making progress and that we progress and that we, we're, we've got that sense of like that, that sense of, um, you know, self pride and accomplishment, then the, the more we feel that, the more we tune into that, then the more we're going to, um, the more we will feel motivated to keep going, so that changing best tracking is really important for having that good feeling of, of um of feeling but feeling good when we changing. You know what I mean? Um. Okay. So that's our our process. Um. Now let's move on and talk about listening to our tummy. So this skill, and remember, it is a skill. So it's something that I've been teaching for the whole duration of the Naturally Healthy Club, and that was actually the me learning this skill was the reason I decided to start the naturally healthy club. Because before I had this skill of listening to my body, I was pretty much making intentional choices. And, you know, I was able to manage my weight where it wasn't like, I wasn't super overweight, but it was a struggle. Like it was like, I was in that cycle of overeating and then fasting and restricting to like balance it out. And when I learned this skill of listening to my tummy that's when it just became easy for me to manage my weight because it was like, oh yeah, okay. All those overeating things that I used to have, I used to have, I stopped doing those. And so like the weight became like so easy to manage to the point that now I'm actually, I've decided to stop fasting. I've do my, like my daily, like I don't have lunch breakfast. I don't have food until, so I do a daily kind of fast, like intermittent fasting, but I've stopped doing like 36, 42, 72 hour fasts to manage my weight because I just don't need to because I've like got this skill of listening to my body. So I'm not overeating, so I don't need to like undereat anymore. And so that's been like a game changer for me. And that's really this skill is me learning this skill is the reason the Naturally Healthy Club exists. And the one thing I really want you to take away from day is this is just a skill and you can learn it. Like really get that like it's like Tracy's post, her, her win in the group, like her prize of the week. That was like she didn't think that she could do it. And she didn't I before I learned this girl, I didn't think that I could do it. And I'd tried like I'd read a book about intuitive eating and I'd tried this like hunger scale stuff and like all sorts of things. And I didn't think it was possible for me either. But then I worked with a coach, um Corinne Crabtree and she told me like she believed that I could do it. And so I went, okay, I I can do this and I was able to learn the skill so no matter how far away this feels for you like just know that it is possible and this um and so this and the way I've taught it has evolved over time but this current version the tummy challenge that really came about from last year I was like I gained a little bit of weight and I was like feeling bloated and not feeling good and I was like what am I doing and so I just decided to have like a project to radically tune into my, radically listen to my tummy where I was actually physically like multiple times a day, checking in with like, how's my tummy actually feeling? And as soon as I did that and switched back into like really feeling the physical feeling of my tummy, like that desire to overeat and whatever else I was doing, like stopped and like my weight came back and it was all, all good. So that this is like where we, where we're at now is just this learning, tuning into this physical feeling of your body. And it's so, I'm so excited for you guys to learn this. Like it's really fun. It feels like really great to have, have this skill. That being said, like all that being said, I also don't want you to put too much pressure on yourself. Like, yes, um, you know, this is a great skill to have. And it's the skill that I really want everyone to leave with but I actually have had quite a few students who haven't ever like got to this part of the skill and they've been able to like lose weight and like get to a really good place with their eating just by making the intentional choices piece. And they're still, and they tend to be the people that have this resistance to food, like this idea of food waste. And they're like, no, I love my clean plate. And so like, and they've been able to do that. So you, you don't have to hundred percent nail this to, and you don't, definitely don't have to do it perfectly to um, yeah, like to, to be a naturally healthy person but it is so worthwhile doing. Um we're at saying Clean Plate Club that's me. Yeah, I used to be totally a member of it too, right? So we'll we'll um we're going to we'll we're, we're going to rebel from the Clean, clean Plate Club. So fun. Uh, and the other thing I wanted to say before we dive into the how of listening to our tummies is just think of it like when we think of it as a skill. Think about when you were learning to drive or when you were learning to ride a bike. And like at the beginning like you were really concentrating, you're really focused, probably feeling a bit, a little bit nervous. And there were all these things and all these, like you really had to use a lot of your brain power to drive a car. Whereas now you think about driving a car, you just like, you get in, you're thinking about a million other things and it's just all happening automatically. So it's the same with this skill of listening to our tummy. So at the beginning, like we're going to be doing this challenge and I've got a worksheet for you to do. And so yes, it is does take some conscious thought and some effort at the beginning like any new skill however the more you practice it the better you get at it and then the more it can become second nature until one day you're like me and you're like you just even if you like you don't even really you're not even really thinking about it you just like you feel that feeling you go ah you coach yourself a little bit and you stop eating like it just becomes second nature um it's like so yeah just just know that that's 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 in your in in your future and don't get discouraged if it feels like a lot of effort now and particularly when i'm describing it as well like when i talk it through it's like because i'm giving you all as much detail as i can it can sound pretty like like a lot but in actual fact when you're actually doing it it's like you know it's it's not as as it's all these thoughts and things happening so quickly in your brain that it's like me speaking it like takes a lot longer than the actual doing of it okay so why do we want to listen to our tummy so does any type in the chat let me know does anyone have any thoughts about why we want to do this um so like why you want to do this actually like what 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 resonates for you and i'm just gonna change that um so First is like this idea that it makes weight loss effortless. Like, and and that was certainly true for me, like managing my weight just became so much easier when I stopped all that overeating at mealtimes. And also like when we're tuning into our tummies and we're listening to our tummies, just like, um, yeah, right. Mary said, it's better to um, listen to my body than to live according to the outside rules and restrictions. Yeah. Yeah because we yeah when we when we listen to our bodies we have that freedom that we're not like following someone else's rules like it's like our body knows best so we're really able to tune into that inner wisdom which is so important so love that Mary has anyone else got any thoughts about why they want to do it Um, another thing is like um, is the reason why listening to our bodies is so important is because some expert can't tell you how much you should be eating. Like your body is the only one that it knows exactly how well you slept last night. It knows what your insulin sensitivity is like. It knows what your activities levels are being. It knows what you ate yesterday. It knows what you, you know, all these things play into it. It knows what you've got coming up. So an appetite is hugely variable. So if you're just like counting calories and like, Oh, okay, this is my 500 calories and 1,000 calories, whatever, like that doesn't take into a, to, into consideration like your gut health and all the variabilities that go into your appetite so that's another reason why we want to do that um Leanne's saying because it makes heaps of sense <laughs> um I like not having my tummy be upset yeah that's another reason to listen is because then your tummy feels good and it's not feeling like it hurts um Hopefully it will help me regulate my intake so it, it knows when it's enough. Yeah, and it will, Leanne, it totally will. Um, yes. Yes, my goodness. Yeah, Vicky said like by listening to my tummy while eating, it prevents overeating, which will prevent my stomach stretching. Um, and a two-stretched stomach doesn't feel full enough, so it makes it harder to listen to my body's own rules. Yeah, and but also cues and also knowing that the more you tune in and listen to it, the more that will, but, but like those muscles will adjust to Vicky. So like, that's not like, it's possible to like, by the more you listen to your body, the more you'll fine tune that sensitivity too. So it's so great to have that. Um, another th- reason why we want to listen to our bodies is that it gives us a huge incentive to actually stop like is one of my biggest problems was like when I was cooking, I would be picking and grazing and doing all the things. And then I wouldn't actually be hungry at all when I'd sit down to my meal, but because I wasn't listening to my tummy, I would just keep eating and I would eat the meal anyway, on top of all the stuff that I I had, but I didn't have any like yet. And that felt awful, but I didn't have, but when I started listening to my tummy, I actually had that incentive to like go, actually, you know what? when I'm cooking, cooking, I had an incentive not to snack because I wanted to enjoy my meal properly. And I knew that if I snacked and I was full, then I actually wasn't really going to, I was going to, I was going to be stopping eating my meal before I even really started. And there have been times where I've done that, where I've been so full that I actually sat down, I've served myself out. I've had a couple of bites and gone, no, this is not. And I've just put the food away and saved it for another time and just sat there and enjoyed the conversation rather than overeating. Um, Yes. Yes. Oh, I love this. Nero said, by listening to my tummy, I realize what I like and love and say no to when people pressurize me to eat. So good. Um. Uh, yes. Okay. Mandy's saying I'm having dinner. while well, after joyfully cooking go Mandy. Um, well, I listen to this very timely. Yeah. So good. Okay. So there's all these reasons, right. To, to listen to our tummies, And also it's fun to rebel from the clean, clean plate, plate club, Marie and those of the other, and also, um, also actually listening to our Tommy's actually helps us stop wasting food. So you may think that leaving food on your plate is waste food waste, but when we are in a bigger body, like just the energy requirements and the, the nutritional requirements to keep a bigger body alive is significantly less, more than to keep a smaller body alive. And so when you overeat and you keep overeating and you keep perpetuating, being in, being in a bigger body than you would like to be in then that actually means that your waste, that's actually wasted. You're using up more than your share. This is, isn't very politically correct, but it's true. Like you're using up more than your share of the resources that it takes to keep a person alive. And so it actually perpetuates food waste now and in the future. And so we'll talk more next week about like obstacles and um, resistance that comes up around this and the food waste is a big piece. But I just wanted to sow that seed in your mind now that by listening to your tummy, you're actually stopping wasting the, the, stopping the food waste that goes with overeating. Um, okay, so that's why we want to do it. Everyone's sold on it, yes. <laughs> um, so now let's talk about like how we actually go about doing it. So the first thing I want you to do is just Um, So when we're doing, so with the tummy challenge, I recommend just starting with just choosing one meal a day. That's going to be your tummy challenge meal. And so before you start eating, you want to set that intention of, yep, I'm going to tune into my tummy for this meal. And then what we want to do, I've actually got some, um, some, uh, I can see that but anyway i've got like a couple of I've got you to rate yourself on a scale here of how your tummy's feeling before you start eating and also and if there's anything else you're noting there's space to mark that down so we want to check in with our tummy before we start eating set that intention and then during the meal what we want to do is like just pause and take a breath and like just check in with your tummy like so check in before you start eating about halfway is a good time to check in so you just take putting cutlery down, which you should be doing anyway. Um, and then you know, leaning back in your chair and just have, having a breath and just going, oh Tommy, like how are you feeling? And just having that little like physically, like check in, like how is it actually feeling? And then um and doing that midway through the meal before you think you're actually satisfied. And then doing it more right like towards the end as well. And that's really all that there, there is to it. It's just like tuning in and not- and then noticing like when it feels satisfied. And also like as you're going to go, as you start practicing doing this, you're going to start to notice like what your satiety cues are. And because there's there's different things. So after the meal, then when you have stopped, um we're going to do I'm going to, you, I'm going to get you to rate yourself on how you're feeling, but also make note of like what your satiety cues were and then any sneaky thoughts that came up when you were um when when it when you noticed and also like if there's anything that and any helpful thoughts So, were there any thoughts that came up that helped you coach yourself and then, you know, what you're going to do differently next time. So we want to tune in. We want to set the intention. We're going to check in with our tummy, do that physical check-in before you start eating. So you know where you're at, like, am I super ravenous or not? And then you're going to eat slowly, mindfully, enjoy the food, put the cutlery down. Then about halfway, again, take a pause and check in with your tummy and then keep going until until you feel like you've got that satisfaction where you feel like, yeah, that's enough. And the things that to look out for, for the satisfaction, for me, it, it's definitely like it's a physical feeling in my tummy of like, I can feel that there's food in there, but it doesn't feel uncomfortable. Like it feels like, it feels it feels nice. It feels like, yeah, there's food here and I feel feel comfortable. Uh, but other, other cues can be, like one thing you'll notice is that food stop taste stops tasting as good. Like as you're getting closer to your satisfaction point, like the the, the pleasure that you're getting from the food will decrease. Another thing is like your attention can start wandering. So if you're so if you're um, yeah like you'll notice like when you're really hungry at the beginning you'll be really focused on the food but then when you're getting to that satisfaction point your brain will start thinking about i haven't called my uncle from whatever and like oh, i need to check this on or whatever like and start thinking about your to-do list like that's a huge sign that you've had enough um physical feeling i mentioned and then another thing can just be you just know like you just go yeah this is it i know <laughs> like and don't question that 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 inner intuition that inner knowing like is is very powerful and often, w- although the rule of thumb that i and i did mention this this morning the rule of thumb i have if, if i'm not sure that i've had enough then i take a couple more bites because generally like you know when you you've got that when you know when you've got that satisfaction and so if you're not if you're like oh I'm not sure if I and you're like going getting around in your head a bit about it then that's a sign to just keep going keep eating um and then check in again after you've had a few more bites um yeah so that's what we like we set that intention and then we, we notice that we okay we've got and then we've identified yes I've definitely had enough and then what you want to do then what's going to happen is you're going to have some thoughts so um, if, if we're in Kira's head, George, gorgeous George might turn up, your saboteur might t- turn up, or but they'll there's generally going to be some thoughts and you're going to feel a little bit of discomfort, and that's completely normal. And there'll be thoughts like mine is usually, Oh, this is so good, I don't want to stop. Like, uh, this is yeah, like, I'm really enjoying this, really. And like, those types of thoughts are going to come up for you, and I don't want to waste it, could be another one. And so, what you want to do is, is like, is just learn to coach yourself in those moments. So it's like tuning into the thoughts, noticing, and then rather than like agreeing with them and keeping thinking those thoughts, because if you keep thinking, oh, this is so delicious, I'll never get another one. Like that makes it even harder to stop. So if you let those thoughts go unchecked, then you'll keep eating. But what? so what we want to do instead is just pause and go, well, yeah, it is really delicious and I would like to have some more, but (laughs) I'm going to feel so much better when I'm weighing myself tomorrow morning if I stop now. Or I'm gonna sleep better when I have and just direct the, your thoughts into all the reasons why it's better when you better if you stop. And that skill of learning to coach yourself in that moment is a superpower. And that will change, like that's that is enough to take you from, from overeating to not. And it's really tuning into these thoughts. I can't stress how important it is and how um that's really how we get to the crux of because you remember TEA so if I, if we're thinking um you know I just want this like or I want to keep eating that's going to make us have more desire for the, to keep eating whereas if we're thinking I'm going to feel so much better I'm going to feel proud of myself when I weigh myself tomorrow if I stop now or I'm going to I know or imagine like I'm going to post a tiny win in the group and that's going to feel really good like those thoughts are going to make you feel motivated and they're going to make you feel determined and you're going to stop. So it's going to, they're going to make you feel in control. So these, the thoughts are really key. So we want to like, just notice the like the the thoughts that come up, coach yourself and like, and start, and by doing the challenge and take, keeping a record, you'll know, you'll see like, it's the same old sneaky thoughts that come up most of the time. It's very rare. to you'll have completely new ones. Um, but when you've coached yourself, then you want to just stop eating. It's like put the cutlery down, push the plate away, and um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it that, to it. And then because when you're doing the challenge, you'll fill in the after the meal section of the of the work um, of your workbook. And uh, 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 oh yeah, and a bonus tip is it can be really helpful to have like a stepping stone, like something else to look forward to um after the meal so that it's not like so it's not like you like stop and then you're like oh this is no fun I'm like you're like you're feeling a bit deprived so what I do is like at lunchtime I have my lunch and then I have um like I have these gummies like the vitamin they've got vitamin d and k and stuff in them so I have two of my my gummies and they're like it's like having lollies um so like when I stop my, my when I stop eating my lunch i have like I've got my gummies to look forward to it's not like I've got zero pleasure left in the in the day or um and what I do at dinner time is I have my milky tea so I've like so I have that all ready to go and so like, when I stop and moving on to my tea i which has got like milk and honey it's creamy it's delicious um yeah, so like I've I got that kind of, it's honey flavor actually. It's not real actual honey. But yeah, like I've got that that to look forward to. And I know like someone else I've worked with had, like she has dark chocolate after dinner every night. So she was like, it was easier to stop when she remembered that she was going to have her dark chocolate. So that might be a, a bonus tip you can play around with. Or if you don't want to have, um, you know, a food or a beverage after the meal, maybe having a fun activity that you're going to look forward to. So you might be like, oh yeah, I'm going to, after lunch, I'm going to give myself like, 10 minutes to scroll on instagram or um you know read a magazine or like something like that can so you've got um something that you're looking forward to and getting pleasure from after the meal so it makes it easier to stop stop and coach yourself because you're like you're not you've got you've got something good to to head head on to um okay so we sort of talked about society cues um, okay. Has anyone noticed anything yet, or has any like in terms of has anyone tried to listening to their tummy and stopping and noticed anything that's come up, or have you noticed your what your satiety cues are? Um, just type in the chat if you want to unmute and chat. That's talk. That's good too. So I'm curious. Yeah. I have two questions. Yes.
1: Um, because I've tried that. Because I think of all the things. That will help me be successful. It will be this one, um, just because I've evolved into <laughs> not listening to my tummy. But so my schedule is irregular, but I try to eat regular meals and I recognize the um, benefit in trying to eat regular meals. But my questions are about that. So if I'm not hungry when lunchtime comes around, should I still eat lunch?
0: Yeah. Or should I wait? Yeah. yeah and, yes. Um, Yeah. So what I do, Leanne, I think it's important to, to stick to your circadian rhythms. So if, and I highly recommend like for everyone that, that, that advice of like, you should only eat when you're hungry. It's just a recipe for overeating because so if you're not really hungry and if, so if I'm not really hungry, I still give myself the opportunity to eat. I still serve out my lunch and I'll sit down with it, but I'll be thinking, Oh yeah, I'm not that hungry. And I'll just eat until I feel like, you know what, that's enough. And generally, if I'm not that hungry at the beginning, it would be rare for me to be not that hungry and still finish my lunch because I'd be like, "Um, yeah, that was probably enough. Um, So, and because if you don't do that, if you're like, oh, I'm not that hungry. And then you wait, then like, particularly if like in your, your line of, for any of us, like then like the opportunity to have lunch later, like there might not be one. So then you're like you're starving and you're getting over hungry later. So it avoids that.
1: I have one more question related to that. Um, Sometimes I find myself if I'm eating a meal and it's a healthy meal or sometimes even if it's not, but I'm being more aware of when it's healthy, then I say to myself, well, I should eat a few more bites of this now because I don't want to be hungry later i want to be done eating and if i eat these bites of lean chicken now then it will help me stay full longer and yeah. sort of what i'm looking for and i don't know if that's right or not
0: well it's like like so there's this there's a there's a window of like w- when you're feeling satiety like there's a it's not just like a this one point so if you if you're able if you if your thoughts and and, and your tummy's like if your, your, your brain and your tummy are on board with like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll just have this chicken now because then I won't be hungry later, then that sounds fine, Leanne.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Particularly for dinner, like for dinner when, you know, I might want to entertain the thought of being done eating for the day. Yeah. Um, so I guess it's mostly a dinner. All right. Thanks. That's helpful. Is that helpful
0: just, and what and yeah. the the lunchtime thing that's that's good too yeah,
1: yeah yeah I mean I I thought that's what made sense but um yeah anyway thank you
0: yeah cool Ian excellent I'm glad you asked um okay Nira said her satiety cue is feeling comfortable no growling and yeah, it's yeah yeah it's a comfort it feels nice yeah okay Mandy's gone too full equals tummy pressing up against ribs yes harder to breathe yes full equals comfortable satisfied yes great, great. And then hungry question mark. Sometimes it's hard for me to tell when I'm hungry. Um, then you're probably not really experiencing a lot of hunger, Mandy. Like, um, cause like, you know, when you're hungry, like your tummy growls, like, it's like, everything seems amazing. Like when you're hungry, like you're, you, you know, it like it's a, it's a, it's a, it's not a, it's a pretty distinctive feeling. So if you're not feeling that it's probably because you're not like, whatever you're eating isn't giving you that yeah i don't know though my sweetheart will often tell me when i'm hungry you know because i'm cranky or tired right Or <laughs> well, maybe you're just cranky and tired and it's actually not hungry but I can't physically feel it. yeah right that's interesting isn't it i guess it's like just bringing that curiosity to it too but with this we're not um you know, I'm really like, you don't have to identify when you're hungry. You you just have to identify, like, it doesn't matter. Like, because I think of it like we've got two goalposts, and one is hunger and one is satisfaction. And so, if you're, you could, you could be like chasing, like, only waiting until you're hungry to eat, which is like, that's move, moving, so you're moving this goalpost. And then you could be, and then also be looking at, um, you know, stopping when you're satisfied. And that's, but that's two goalposts that you're managing where, so what I recommend is just to simplify it. Whereas this is a fixed goalpost. The, the, when you start eating is like based on your schedule of like, this is my, my meal schedule, my circadian rhythms and my breakfast, lunch, and dinner person or whatever it is. So that's fixed. And like, when I say that the meal times are fixed, it doesn't mean like, okay, six o'clock. Oh my goodness. I have to eat at six o'clock every day. It's like, but it's like, you know, dinner time is dinner time. So some days it might be six, sometimes it might be seven, but it, like you've got your dinner time. So that's you're eating at dinner time. And then we're moving this other goalpost, the, the satisfaction goalpost to get the right, to get the right amount. So it just, it just makes it more simple in terms of what you need to focus on. So it doesn't, if you can't identify hunger, don't worry about it, but you've got your sweetheart to t- tell you when you're cranky, that's good too. Um, but what we want to do is just focus on this skill of identifying satisfaction and identifying when you feel full. Okay, um, i just catching up with the chat. tonight. Vicky said tonight during dinner, um, I put my burger down between bites. Yes, I slowly ate my fries. Yes, but then my mind wandered to my worries and I noticed I started eating my fries faster and ended up eating them all. Now I feel a bit too full, but I did leave a couple of bites of bun. That was too big. Okay. So first of all, Vicky, let's like celebrate that you did that, like that you were like intentional with it. And you did leave some bites of your burger. And also like, what a great insight that noticing. So when your mind was worried, like that's a, that's a sign of, Hey, like that's, I've had enough here. And so when you notice yourself starting to like shut down on the fries and, and be gone and your brain's gone into that worry Um, those worry thoughts go oh actually I'm done with my food here and me eating these fries is not going to help and pushing them away and then also going okay well I'm worried about something how can I take be kind to myself how can I like take care of myself in that that moment yeah do you think do you want to talk very do you think that's like like, because like this is such a great example because it's like it's happened recently and it's really specific so we can like work together to figure out what to do differently
2: yeah that would be great Jules. um yeah it was funny I just noticed it tonight and then now we're working on the tummy challenge so it's, yeah it's really great so yeah um I don't know the worries I think I need to work on that like you know I think maybe it was a communication thing maybe with other people like this is this little disagreement so maybe I should Work on that instead of you know that kind of thing, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, so like getting mm-hmm. curious about, but if you notice yourself worrying and eating at the same time, just go, hang on, this is just a recipe for <laughs> yeah yeah, yes, Hmm. yeah,
2: so I think I need to make some like strategies around that for when things come up, like if it's a worry, I can do this or if it's uh
0: you know, yeah. I'm not are you, sure. Are you a journaling, journaling type of person, Vicki? Like uh, would you like writing? I like
2: journaling. Yeah. It's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Okay. I don't like might doing be... it
2: on the computer, but I'm a, I'm a handwritten person. So.
0: Yeah. So one thing that I find helpful when particularly with worry thoughts is just getting them out onto paper. So like that might be a habit mm. that you might like to start. And I actually have like, I've got notebooks here. I've got one in the bedroom I've got one in the kitchen I've got one in the um lounge room so like I've just got like a heap of notebooks on the go so that whenever I feel like something's worrying me or I'm feeling overwhelmed or whatever I can just start writing about it and that's a habit that I have to oh that'd be cool yeah so if that's something that you sound open to then that would be something and for everyone Mm -hmm. else like just know that we are going to be talking about ways and finding strategies to soothe ourselves and to to ha- to navigate that in the in the future. But that's something that you can start thinking, like start working on now, if you like. Like,
2: yeah, and some stress techniques, you know, like yeah, that kind of thing. That would be really helpful too, because I think that's
0: one of my trigger things for the overeating. For sure, it is for all of us for all of us and that's why so next month we're going to do the feelings challenge and so that's all okay. around learning to feel our feelings and also finding other ways to to manage feelings and stress. Um so, okay yeah so maybe just for now because we don't want to like load you up with too many things Vicky and for everyone yes. like let's focus on the tummy challenge for now and just if you want to journal like if you feel like that's helpful do um and I'll just try not, out. see what yeah. happens yeah and just just know that there's other like breathing like there's heaps of other tools that we can use to to navigate yeah
2: okay but I I think your book is good the playbook for writing it down and noticing so I can remember the next day what
0: happened yeah yeah that's right yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and notice how like it just kind of happens on autopilot like so there would have been like when your thoughts go into that it's like Like you immediately, like you start start eating more and you're not focused on the food. Yeah. And so then it's really hard to stop. So yeah, like this is just completely great that you've noticed that, Vicky, and that you can keep practicing. Yeah, I'll try that. Yeah. Amazing. Thanks. Awesome. Um, Leanne's saying yes a million times. (laughs) Yeah. So for everyone, just like, yeah, with doing the tummy challenge work, it doesn't have to be perfect and also like there's so many factors that play into it. So um what I want you to do is not tell yourself you failed if you overeat. So if you get to the end of the meal and you're like you're rating yourself and you say, so, Oh, I blew it, I felt like I ate more than I wanted to, my tummy feels uncomfortable now. That doesn't mean that you failed. The way that you the the what the only way you fail at doing the tummy challenge is if you don't, you don't do your your notes. So if you as long as you're setting the intention and actually writing your notes, that means you won. That means, look, this is me learning this new skill. So I want you to set the bar really low to giving yourself credit for learning this new skill. So the the goal is to just be in the arena doing the work rather than feeling like, um, like rather than it having to be like perfect. And also like if you, so say you... Um, You stop eating and you feel like yeah I've nailed it, but then a couple of hours later you're hungry like really soon. Like the next an hour later you're still you're hungry again. Then don't use that. Don't don't think that you failed there either. Like that's that's a sign. That's just this is me. I'm doing it. I'm trying. Okay, no big deal. I'm hungry now. I'm going to get some extra food. I stopped too soon. This is me learning to calibrate my tummy. Hey Mandy, what's I love when people raise their hands. So good.
3: Oh, I totally have this thing blocked. Um, Welcome to my kitchen. (laughs) Um, So this is my question. Can you talk a little bit about the process of going from like, um, okay, so I was distracted tonight because I was listening to you, which was very um, absorbing. And (laughs) so too much. And so So kind of can you talk about the process of like, I'm sure it happens differently for everyone. I'm not exactly sure what I'm asking, but, but like, it seems like I really appreciate you saying there's only one way to fail at this and it's not actually by overeating. It's by just not
2: doing
3: it, not doing it, but there, there must be some process where um Sweetie, made some, uh, there's all kinds of stuff going on um there must be some process by by which you eventually stop overeating or do that less often so it's, i'm
0: yeah it's a like it's a less often thing like, so. how does
3: that arc go or what have you
0: seen in people or yeah okay um so it's just i can it's really variable mandy and it depends on like the person it's like some people are like really super committed and they're like they just like jump in and they do it and they like nail it like most of the time. And their like, weight starts coming up and it's like easy. For some people, it's like this like stop and start thing where they'll do it and they'll feel good and then they'll, they'll, they won't. And then they'll like, they'll come back to it and they'll, oh yeah. And then, so it's really variable, Mandy, depending on like, depending on someone's history with food, someone's like, ability to actually feel themselves like so many things (laughs) um yeah yeah so i think it's just like rather like just be open to to what like your journey will be your journey and that'll be okay yeah and also like the goal of course isn't to do just isn't to never overeat again like i i actually you know occasionally i love having that big a big feast and having that feeling of being really full and uncomfortable and going, Oh, what do I do that for? Like, yeah, like that's, so the goal isn't to never do that. It's like to, it's just, you know, what we're doing every day is more important. So yeah.
3: Yeah, That's helpful.
0: Yeah. Great. Um, Okay. And we're going to do an exercise. Actually. I forgot forgot about my exercise. So if you feel comfortable closing your eyes, I'll just go back onto. Um. If you feel comfortable closing your eyes, close your eyes. But if not, um, then leave them open. And what we want to do is we're just going to check in with how your tummy is feeling like right now in this moment. So just going to take a breath in and then read out. Just like, like put all your attention, like all your focus on like, how's my tummy feeling right now? And this, just bring that curiosity into it of like, oh, what's it? What's it feeling? And then put your hand on your tummy, like just because that can help to um, focus your your brain power into onto that area and see if you notice a difference. So if you're noticing more, and then the next thing we're going to do is just like wiggle your tummy, like pretend you're a belly dancer, and bring a bit of movement or just. Um, yeah, shake your hips or whatever, just so you can bring some movement into your tummy, and just notice how that feels as well. And the reason we want to the movement and having your hand there, they're just ways to like bring more brain power. Like, and so we when we're moving things, we get more sensation from them. Like, we get more more neurons, more more information goes back to our brain. So that's a way to do, to do it. Um, yeah, and there's nothing like right or wrong. Just noticing and just like checking in on what your tummy is telling you now, and then you can open your eyes and just what I would recommend. Okay, great, money's yeah, share in the chat. Let me know what your tummy's the. Um, Okay. Interesting. So Marnie said, my tummy feels satisfied, but my esophagus is hungry, uncomfortable, empty. Interesting. Marnie, I've never heard of anyone um, talking about their esophageal hunger, (laughs) but that's like, if that's what you're feeling, then that's what you're feeling. Um, My tummy is full. I clean my plate at supper. Yeah. Great. Mary. Um, Yeah. So my tummy's feeling quite full too. Like, and I haven't had anything to eat today, but it was like, actually, you know what? I'm uh, feeling quite quite satisfied. So this is actually really helpful to do, like getting into the habit of checking in with your tummy at random times can be helpful to just build that knowledge of like how your tummy feels at different times during the day. Um, okay, Leanne's saying mine's satisfied. Marie's like a little too full. I was hungry and went for a snack. Then ate it, distracted, trying to finish up a few work things ended up eating too much so that's an excellent excellent lesson to learn memory about like when you're eating it's really hard with distractions it's really hard not to overeat and so actually a good strategy for that is just serving yourself less if you are if there's for, you know you are there's something where you can't eat without distractions if you have to eat now just serve yourself less and you can always go back for more if you need it but um comfortable intestines are wanting something says nira there we go great so um wrap up there everyone so i'm really excited for you guys to dive into this tummy challenge it's really really fun and it's going to change your life um leanne saying so myself let's let's it's huge yep great so next week we're going to be talking more about this and we'll talk about obstacles and how to how to navigate those and also um yeah. And in terms of your home place, we want to keep focusing on that eating, like putting your cutlery down between bites because that's going to help. We want to keep weighing ourselves every day. We want to keep doing our daily practice. We want to keep doing a, either posting a one minute review or a tiny win in the group each week. So I'm looking forward to hearing what you think. I love like going into the group. It's always so it's fun stuff in there. Um, and the other thing is. Oh yeah, tummy challenge. Do the tummy challenge. Start the tummy challenge. Oh, and did I mention like you don't have to, it doesn't have to be like, it's just day one to day 21. It doesn't have to be consecutive days. If you can want to take a break from it for a couple of days, you can come back to it. Like it's up to you. Um, And the way you win is just by doing the, the worksheet, setting the intention, doing the worksheet. That's a win for the tummy challenge. It's not that you stop at some perfect point. Okay, have a beautiful week, everyone. And I will catch you
1: guys next week. Bye.